You are now tuned into FNL Radio. Run for cover. You are now rocking with Doc and Monique on FNL Radio. Hey, what is up, everybody? And welcome to a brand new episode of FNL Radio. It's your boy Doc coming at you all. And first off, as I do with every beginning of every episode, I have to thank you all for your continuous support of FNL Radio and the Doc Report Podcast. So again, I do thank you all for listening because I want to be completely honest. You know, I don't always do episode every time. And then when I do episode, it's like here and there in between. But I do got to give it to you all because y'all be running the old episodes up and those numbers. So I appreciate you all so much for just listening to the old episodes and just catching the vibe, if you will. And so I thank you all for tuning into FNL Radio and listening to it wherever you listen to your podcast, which, of course, is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast, uh, Amazon, if I haven't mentioned that already. But thank you all for listening and tuning in and running those numbers up. I appreciate it so much. Now, if you haven't noticed with FNL Radio with this current season, which is our, again, 13th season, there's been a shift in how things are done as far as it's not really entertainment and music news. You know, we're not really getting crazy like we usually do. And I say we because Monique is very much still a part of FNL Radio. Me and Monique talk pretty much all the damn time. As you all know from older episodes, we watch our shows and whatnot, and She's been busy, though, in her day-to-day real life as far as, you know, career and everything. And there were months of her studying and, you know, make sure she really do this thing. And so I'm proud to say shout-out to Bad News Star herself. And it works Natalie none. She did a big one. <laughs> and, you know, she passed the exam and everything. So now it's on to a bigger bag for Monique and a bigger position and everything like that. So congratulations to Monique. Clap, clap, bravo to my big sis there. Bad news doll again. So now she has a little more time to us for us to do the show, you know, again really soon. So there will be more episodes of FNL with us where we do get to turn up and do, you know, our crazy shit per usual. But in the meantime, FNL has been more structured in a way of like talking about different artists or different scenarios and music or different eras of music, things of that nature. So it's been like a one steady type of episode that's focusing on one topic or one artist or one whatever in general and this episode is going to be no different because i'm going to be talking about an artist who just released their album but before i get to that though i do want to say um doc hashtag doc 33 i turned 33 on april 2nd and i you know i, I didn't celebrate like i usually would that's actually explained in another episode of the Doc Report podcast. <laughs> but I do, um, I, I thank you all for your birthday shout outs too and all of that good stuff. You know, I did my little pictures and everything on my social media like I do every year since I turned 30. I try to make it a mission of mine to do a nice little photo shoot every year of my life, if you will. So I did that and that was fun. 
and it's actually something in the water weekend right now as i'm recording this is friday of something in the water weekend and there is no word on whether it's um happening on today or not on friday very much having war flashbacks to 2019 when something in the water first happened and it got rained out on that friday and it got canceled in general on that Friday. But Saturday and Sunday, they switched the stuff around. Everything went off without a hitch. Everything went good, even though it rained a little bit on Sunday during Charlie Wilson's set. But it did come back around. Everything went good. And now it's like, okay, DC last year was hot as hell. And it was in June, Juneteenth weekend. And remember, DC was a mess. If you look at my news article on 13 News here in the 757, you'll know what I'm talking about. And if you were there, you know what the hell I'm talking about for real, for real. <laughs> but now, you know, it rained today. And so we're going to see what happens later on today. However, comma, I am going to be doing a special FNL radio on something in the water after the tide that's the name of the episode something in the water after the tide so it's gonna be my all-around recap of something in the water which you will be hearing on monday so i will be recording that throughout the weekend so that i can give you my up-to-date you know facts and whatnot and review of everything that went down during something in the water weekend here in the 757 area now speaking of something in the water see how it all comes back around this artist performed last year in dc with her sister and I love their performance. It, and I wish, you know, I don't know if it was a timing thing. I just, you know, I was looking for the live band and stuff like that. I was looking for, you know, the theatrics and whatnot. However, comma, there were just two of them. They killed it. I love their performance. It's been a meme all around town for the past year. Sing it fucking louder. <laughs> Shout out to Chloe and Hallie, everybody. So last year they performed at Something in the Water. And I, again, I love that performance because Ungodly Hour, during 2020, when we was on lockdown, them in the tennis court, loved it. And it was one of my favorite eras of theirs. And then also, again, one of my favorite performances from Something in the Water last year. And I just, I just love them. Like, we've watched them really grow up all these years, like 10 plus years now. We've watched them grow up, which is crazy. And, they, you know, they're little women now and about to be grown women at that. And so this episode is about Chloe in particular because her album In Pieces finally came out on March 31st. And it wasn't without a lot of conversation. And so I remember there's been a lot of chatter and conversation regarding the album, the rollout, her audience, why the first week sell numbers were the way that they are and things like that. And so it was a lot of conversation and I just wanted to let that die out before I give my piece because the difference between, say, someone like me or someone that's actually, you know, know about the music industry, knows about how things happen, knowing about that ear for music and whatnot. You know, a lot of people who just give giving a little two-piece, you know, stories online and stuff like that or just for clicks and TikToks and whatnot they don't really know how everything works. And so they just saying stuff just to say stuff. And it's like, y'all, I'm gonna let y'all have y'all moment. But for someone that has some real expertise in everything going on, I'm gonna give my piece. I'm gonna give my opinion and give my FNL radio stance on everything. So that's what this episode is all about regarding Chloe and her album. But like I mentioned to you all, 
Chloe, Chloe and Halle came out doing all their covers on YouTube many, 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 many years ago. 10 plus years ago, like I said, 11 so years ago now. And then uh, Sugar Symphony comes out. One of my favorite little EPs that Drop, speaking of Drop, Drop is my joint. I love Drop. And I actually remember when Beyonce, it was the Formation World Tour. I believe it was, and they were showing the drop video out, you know, in this in financial Lincoln, in Lincoln Financial Field. They were showing the drop video before Beyonce came on, before DJ Khaled came on. So it was just like she had her artists, her Parkwood artists playing their music videos and whatnot. I forgot about the white girl too. What was her name? But well, she was signed to Parkwood, and she was pretty dope. But I don't know what happened to her. Hmm. But we see Chloe and um, Chloe and Halle are still around. And so, I remember that video coming out on the big field, on the big screen. And I, before, I already seen it already. I had already been familiar with Chloe and Howie at that point. And I remember just seeing everyone's reaction in the um, stadium, like, who are these girls? Okay, this part with girls. And I remember my sister being like, okay, I, 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 I fucks with it, basically. And just from there, watching their star rise each year that they were dropping and stuff like that the two of us um mixtape was excellent i loved it and then we get the kids are right album which that that was my album like 2018 that was my shit i remember that album i remember the little video film they came out with they had just gotten on grownish and so that was big too because now they're doing the acting thing at the same time playing the twins on there and so it was just one of those things where I was just so happy to see them really getting there. Like, they really doing the damn thing. That happens. Grunge is still going off. And then Ungodly Hour. But then at the same time, 2020 happens. So they had to find a different way to promote the album than normal because we couldn't do shit in 2020 at that time. And it was very limited to what you could actually do. And that's when we got introduced to Tanisha or Tennis Court Isha, whatever y'all want to call her. But the Tennis Court was one of the, that was the third member of Chloe and Halle. It should have been Chloe, Halle, and Tennis Court because that Tennis Court was everything. Like the way they set that up, Andrew and all of them set that creative direction on the Tennis Court. It was like, okay, y'all really taking the stage to another level where y'all doing backyard performances, but everyone else is just in their backyard with a fence in the back. Y'all got the Tennis Court, but y'all decking it out with set designs and everything. And Ungodly Hour, again, that album definitely was that shit. To this day, Ungodly Hour gets unlimited spins in the Scott Manor household because that was just that piece of work for them. I'm still mad they didn't get a Grammy off of it. They deserved it. But then that was their first time to pretty much getting more out there to the masses where the people really started saying, Okay, this is who Chloe Halle is. I fuck with it because Do It became a viral moment. And then it was their first single to chart on the Billboard Hot 100. Forgive Me should have charted as well. That should have been on the charts. And y'all don't like this song that much, but Catch Up with Mike Wilmaiden and Sway Lee. I like that song. That could have been a nice single too, but y'all didn't like it. But I liked it. But again, the album was really good. Ungodly Hour was released as another single, but... That should have been bigger than what it was too. Shout the disclosure, but I I enjoyed that album. That whole project was that awakening of who we got to get to see as Chloe and Halle now, and that would branch them off into doing 
other things, but then also solo things. We see um, Hallie ended up being casted as Ariel and the Little Mermaid, which comes out next month in May. So y'all be on the lookout for that. And then Chloe started doing her acting thing. But then Chloe said also while she was in the midst of finding herself and being on Grownish by herself because her sister was on, wasn't on Grownish because she was over in London trying to get you know the um, Little Mermaid started. And we get to see just them getting to their own individual spaces. And Chloe had mentioned while she was over there and she was in this mind state of, okay, I need to do something musically or what can I do just to get over this anxiety of not being around my sister and everything because they're always together and they're a group together. And so that's when Chloe really got her own bag and started saying, okay, I'm going to start doing this kind of music or we're going to start focusing on this. And we get a lot of the Chloe moments. And I remember when Chloe did the Busted Challenge and that's when people really was like, okay, now, what happened to the little Chloe? Oh, did she big grown now? <laughs> you know what I mean? And so she had that moment and that was a viral moment. And then she did the um, Nina Simone. Now, y'all gave her hell for this and calling her extra and everything, but she did the Nina Simone Feeling Good cover performance. Chloe was, you know, able to really capture off that moment and that became the start off for okay now where's your music chloe now we're waiting for the solo stuff and she started talking about the solo stuff and then have mercy murder on the beat so it's not nice Ooh, it's so big work lord have mercy i keep pausing like i do i keep pausing like i do i keep pausing like i do i keep causing like you do all these It started a viral moment with her little short clip that she released on social media on TikTok. And so now it's building up this hype. Okay, when is Chloe coming out? When is she coming out? And then she dropped this. Um, I remember I did the video for this actually. I did the um reaction video to the Half Mercy video. That was a couple of years ago now. Damn time flies by. But did the reaction video and I mentioned how at one it was supposed to come out one week in particular, and it had like this placeholder single cover and it was like, okay, Chloe's getting ready to come and everything. And then they changed the single cover. And then the single got pushed back to like a couple of few weeks or something like that. And that was because she was going to be performing at the VMAs. And the video was going to be coming out. So it all tied in good because, I mean, for your first solo performance, and it's at the VMAs, where you haven't performed at the VMAs before, that's major. And so Half Mercy comes out. It explodes. Piece of number 28 on the Billboard Hot 100. Goes platinum. Video is crazy, and then it just leads to all these award show performances of Have Mercy at the again the VMAs, the American Music Awards, Dick Clark New Year's Rock and Eve, I believe it was, and it, again the performance every time she performed it, even Tonight Show when she was on the Beat Machine constructing the beat on stage and performing in that big ass um something a fur or whatever it was child to sesame street but i it looked dope though and she she killed it and so she was really getting her solo bag as a performer now we get to see chloe with dancers the music is more upbeat and more flirty and more sexy and stuff like that and it just it was like yo chloe is really in her own and the thing is of course because she is signed to beyonce in the parkwood those comparisons came like that People just was like, 
oh, she's trying to be the next Beyonce. She's trying to do this. She's trying to do that. And no, baby girl was just doing her, just being her, just really coming out of her shell, but not even out of her shell, but more so coming to her own as a woman, as an individual, and as a performer. And people just started taking that and just started treating her crazy. Like after that, like, okay, once she start getting on, once y'all was hyping her up, now because she's really got on, now it's like, okay, let's start tearing her down now. Like we got her up here, but now let's start tearing her down. And that's when she released Treat Me and had a very i love that video too that video was crazy the song was crazy as well and then surprise comes out for the night and so she's leading up with all of this stuff but it's still like each time she drops something why isn't this song coming out why is it taking so long for this to drop why is she being extra why is she performing extra and that video of that compilation video on youtube came out where it's like yo chloe's been extra since the beginning of time like, y'all see Chloe and Halle performances on YouTube, the, the, the expressions, everything. She's always been extra. And I would rather my artist be performing extra as fuck on stage than to be just sitting down on the couch. No shade to Summer Walker. I love Summer Walker. But if you're just going to sit down on the couch and just lay there, why? And she's going to be on something in the water, too. So I hope she brings something different energy-wise to the sands of Oceanfront. But... I, I love when artists just really go there and just put on their show and entertain. Fuck, I don't care if you lip sync. As long as you put on an entertaining performance, I'm here for it. Because that's what we want to be. We want to be entertained. That's what the purpose of you getting on stage is to do, is to entertain. Even if you're just there strumming your guitar, make that shit entertaining. As far as just really being in the moment and really feeling it. And a lot of people are, not again, not used to that because they're used to mediocre shit nowadays where they just don't. It's like, uh, so I love that Chloe brought that different, brought the energy back into the forefront. But again, because it's sexual, because this is that now she's doing too much. Now she's doing the most. And I appreciate her for staying in her own. And it also brought about mental health as well, because Chloe even mentioned, you know, hey, all this that's been going on and said about me and then being in relationships that's going crazy and everything, stuff with her parents. It's like. It weighs on your mental health, and she's been very vocal about that, and I appreciate her about that too. Because even just artists in general who are really open about mental health now, and you know, make sure you get get your mind right, get you know, get everything aligned correctly, so that you can just feel your best. Because it gets real out here, not just for celebrities, of course, us regular people. And I've been very vocal about that on the Doctor Report podcast as well about checking on your mental health and making sure that you're good at the end of the day. It, it gets it weighs on you when you have the world and comments on multiple, not just like a, thousands of blogs or websites and social media and Twitter. When all of these comments are flooding in talking about you, that could weigh on the person. And a lot of people don't get that. And I always say this too, for those people who judge. Now, if I talk about someone, I judge someone. I talk about it from the standpoint of just like a critique but not like oh i hate this person or oh, i hate that unless they like a garbage person then of course you if you garbage you're just doing this shit for attention then it's like yeah you garbage i'm not i don't have no sympathy for you but if it's someone who really like they love this shit and they may not be that be, may not be their best performance they may not able to you know move a crowd or something like that but i give them grace because it takes a lot to be able to get on stage and just be like 
and just perform and just get out there in front of the world. And people have nerves and everything. They don't see that. And so I give grace to people like that. But a lot of people don't know how to do that because I'm like, yo, until you're able to get on stage, do the same thing. You can't really talk shit about nobody. And so I lead with that. But I love how, again, Chloe has been able to just be herself regardless of what people say. And even though it does take a toll mentally, she's able to still move on at the end of the day and do what she has to do. And so Half Mercy again comes out. We're still running Where's the Chloe album because after all these singles dropped all throughout 2022, and also have to shout out the BET Awards performance too of Surprise Miss with the little Adina Howard and then goes in the Treat Me. And she killed them. People were just hyped off of that performance. Especially the Treat Me choreography live. I was like, okay, Chloe doing her. And again, the worst Natalie Nunn and the baddies doing her big one. <laughs> and I just, I just loved that moment where, again, people were really rooting for her. But every time someone roots for her, it's always going to be those people in the background like, oh, she's doing a lot. I can't stand her. And I'm like, damn, y'all really don't like this girl for whatever reason. And she's, Chloe, if you even look at her interviews, if you see her live on Instagram, she's a sweet girl. She's like, she's that STEM kind of girl who loves engineering and love science and love legos and just being chipper and happy and stuff like that like you know me i'm a happy-go-lucky person and when you hear me on fnl there that's doc because that's me like getting like yo i'm talking my shit and stuff but y'all know me i'm really a super nice person and so that's the same with chloe's like you put on this you know persona on stage because you get that energy but then when you're off, like, you just, when you're off, you off, you just like, I'm just a normal person. I just like my geeky shit. And it, it, I hate that she got so much flack for just nothing, just for being herself. Even if she get on social media, she looking at Lollipop, oh, she's doing the most. She's being too sexual. She's 23, 24. What, the, what y'all doing at 23, 24? Hell, what the hell are y'all doing at 17? If you want to talk about that, like, come on. So y'all can't really judge. And it's, it's the thing with always people judging. But it, again, it, it brought that conversation back around to the people who really cared. You know, where's the album, Chloe? You know, she's recording. I was still waiting for the songs with the Neptunes. I'm not going to lie, like, because y'all know I love the Neptunes. So I remember she was doing tracks with Pharrell. She was doing tracks with this, that, and the person. She had Scott Storch who did Surprise. She, you know, it worked with a lot of people. So I was waiting for those songs. I hope we still get to hear those songs on the deluxe. But we got so many snippets and previews on Instagram Live as well in between the mitts. But it was like, there's still no mention of the album. Last we heard before, it was supposed to be self-titled. But there was still nothing, no no rumblings or anything. And For the Night was the last single that came out. That was like September, October last year. Because right after the iHeartRadio Festival, because she shot the video backstage with Lotto at the iHeartRadio Festival. And then Top of 23 hits this year and we get the announcement that in pieces is finally coming out her debut album and i was so excited because the red locks were back she was in this red bodysuit and everything it was just like with this red dress and it's just like it's finally happening it's finally happening and then when she said none of the songs from before i'm going to make the album it was like okay now i'm really interested to hear how this album is going to be about because those singles you know again have mercy treat me surprise for the night all major joints like all crazy songs but 
if they're not making the album, how's the album gonna be now? And then Pray the Way comes out. Fuck nigga, fuck nigga, fuck nigga. I just wanna hear from a fuck nigga. Just a healing. And when I hear his name, I get more triggered. My feelings, my feelings, my feelings. They really got hurt by a fuck nigga. Damn, I waste this time for nothing. I faked it for nothing. Can't talk to my friends, cause they hate you, do. And if the options my list. Make me true it God knows my heart I'm wildin', wildin' So close to doing something Maybe I should go and take it to church And wash it away Cause I want that nigga to hide But I'ma just pray it away Before I give him what he does not touch Right off the bat, first off, for the single artwork for Prayed Away, she's in the church praying. I was like, okay, let's cause a little stir now. Let's cause some noise because you know they're always going to say something about this. And the video drops and then the song, fuck nigga, fuck nigga, fuck nigga. I just learned to hate from a fuck nigga. Shout out to Jawsy too, but I was like, yo, this, we opening with this on the song called Prayed Away. I was like, she really from the school of Parkwood because, you know, Beyonce had a church girl and that got people up in arms. So now Chloe got prayed away. It's really going to get people riled up because they're like, oh, the blasphemy. She's talking about this and then the video. But I'm like, yo, anything artistic, I, I, I'm i for it. Like, if you're going to have artistic vision behind it and it makes sense, I'm for it. And so video comes out, the song comes out. I love the song, but it's not picking up at radio like it should. And so, how does it feel? It's the second offering, the second piece of in pieces with Chris Brown, and y'all was giving, and people were giving her hell for that. Like, oh, she's working with Chris Brown. You know, he beats women and stuff like that. But it's like, okay, Chris Brown can work with anybody else, but it's like a select few, few pieces of people. Y'all give them hell for working with Chris Brown. For an incident that happened a long time ago, that the person that happened to Rihanna forgave him, and they got back together and were still cool. But y'all giving every other artist hell for working with him, but it's like there's not there's not that same energy for all the male artists he worked with, and most female rappers he worked with. There's that not that there's, that energy is not there. But this, I remember that happened with Tanache. I remember it happened with I can't remember who else happened with. But y'all like, oh, she's working with the abuser. But it's like, yo, people have moved on from that. He's grown from that. Yes, he's had this situation with Karuchi. But still, he was able to grow from that because then when he became the father, again, fatherhood, anything that is a life-changing moment will change you completely. And I'm a believer in that, even if it's second chances, third chances, tenth chances. If you grow from it, we're not here to judge nobody. I'm If you grow and you learn from that moment, by all means, you... you you did your big one. You you have grown. You have moved. So I was happy to hear this collaboration because, first off, I heard um, them on the game record together. I was like, okay, that's, that's cool and everything. But then to hear them together on the same song on How Does It Feel, which Hitmaker produced, samples, of course, based on Usher throwback record from the Confessions album. But one of my favorite songs of all time, actually one of my favorite albums of all time, Dion Warwick's uh, I'm Just Being Myself. And she had the record, uh, You're Gonna Need Me, on there. 
And that's one of my favorite, like the song itself, just if you listen to the original Dionne Warwick version, it's like for that to come out in the 70s was hard. Like that was a hard joint for real. So, hit it back. Yeah, I gave you more than you relatable too like it, it really hits you it really makes you feel but again it didn't pick up the way that i thought it was going to and i don't know because that was the controversy behind people throwing the stones at this collaboration saying oh you shouldn't be doing this and that but i was like again i loved it i thought it was dope i thought it was a fantastic record their voices gelled together 
and then the video was crazy too. I love the video and visuals. And then now we get in pieces the song with the video. Then that just made me like, yo, I love this. And Cheat Back comes out and the album drops in pieces finally. And the album dropped at a for me a particular time because I was going through the day that it dropped with well, the week that it dropped was my birthday weekend. Uh, March 31st and my birthday was on April 2nd. And that Monday before the album dropped, I was going through my own breakup. So I was like, all right, I wonder how this is going to make me feel. Because I'm looking for another Sad Boy album right now. Or an album to make me just feel sad. Because we had Scissor album that came out. And there was a couple of other albums that came out as well. But I'm like, okay, Chloe is someone who's been very vocal about relationships and heartbreak and what she's been going through. And so I was like, let me just listen to this. And I listened to it when I tell you that album really it hit like man i was like this is what i needed to make me feel good and then also to make me just be in my feelings but grow from it at the end of the day too but i'm still gonna be in my feelings right now and so i really love what she did with in pieces how the album was constructed how the album was sequenced one of my favorite songs on there what's hell there's so many favorite songs on there and I'm just going to get my little recap real quick. So it starts off with the Louis Armstrong sample, Someone is Calling Chloe, which I like that. I thought it was like brilliant how she switched the words to Chloe. And it, it just, it, it's a great intro. It just leads off with just this operatic type of thing where you just feel like the, the, the majorness coming on. And then of course, Pray It Away, Body Do. Body Do deserves to be a single. Parkwood, Columbia. Yes, y'all released all these songs. And I got to give it to Chloe too, because Chloe has been able to, I was going to use the word finesse, but I'm not going to say finesse, but she's been able to get all these budgets approved for all these videos and all these singles and still giving top quality in each one. I'm like, yo, that's a science. That's that school of Beyonce. That's that school of Destiny's Child. That's that school of Parkwood. Because they got some great creators over there on that team. But then also at the same time, she's like delivering each time. And so Body Do is summertime coming up. I don't know if y'all got to release the remix to ignite some new interest in it. I know Chloe's been teasing the deluxe edition of the album coming that she may possibly put Have Mercy and some of the other songs on there. But yo... Body Do deserves to be a summer single. Like, it will go crazy. Shout out to Hollywood, too, the uh, choreographer. He did this um, video with his dancers starring in it. And 
they they made me excited to see a potential video for it. Even looking at Hallie's, um, not Hallie, excuse me, looking at Chloe's um, performances on YouTube from the In Pieces tour, I'm like, yo, the reaction from the crowd and everyone else, she got the Beats commercial with the song in it. Like this, this got it has to be a single at this point. So it, Chloe, Parkwood, Godmama, Someone put this in the ears of Columbia to drop this as a single ASAP. Sony dropped this as a single to pick up that energy for the f summertime for the album to get those numbers. Because, and, and again, it's not about numbers per se, but I just want to hear it on my radio every summer. I, I, of course, I don't. I listen to my you know my Apple Music more than anything and Spotify. I have two other services. Shout out to Spotify, formerly Anchor. <laughs> FNL Radio's provider, <laughs> but then um also, it, I just it just it would be a dope video. Like I could just see a crazy video for that, and then I don't mind. I like that too. It has like this little, you know, this little, little you know, Latin warm summer feel to it. A little one two, and worried, Metro Boomin. Chloe said this is one of the songs that was for the initial second draft of the album that was supposed to come out before and so this is one of the songs she saved from there along with make it look easy and heart on my sleeve but worry is that needs to be a single too so if we could just drop worry right now and then body do for the summer that would be complete everything would be complete because worry is that shit too and i was just thinking about it too i was like yo she went from worries on the um the two of us to now don't worry shout to steve lacy on worries but I, I love that. I love that. I love that song. I love Worry Just Is It. Like the hook and everything, the flow, it just works. So that has to be a single. I And yeah, Columbia, Sony, Parkwood, God Mama, putting it out there. That got to be a single. It deserves to be a single because that is it. Worry Is It. Falling for you, the little skit to a God Mama and the uh, driver. I, I, and again, I'm just visualizing a visual album surrounding this project too because this could easily be a visual album as well all the songs make you just visualize all the scenarios and all the lyrics and the just everything so i that would be a dope little video too but i love the phone for you interlude of course it goes into how does it feel but then i love the how does it feel just sequence it ways sequences away into feel me cry and so i am listening to feel me cry I was like, yo, these lyrics really hit, you know, and I'm and first listen, I'm just thinking, I'm not really paying attention to the lyrics per se, but I'm just, just paying attention to the whole overall feel of the song. And so this is how I listen to music too, because y'all know I'm a music head. I listen to the melody and I listen to the lyrics and all of it complete at one time. Then the second time I go listen to it, I'm listening to the words and the lyrics and the feel of it. And the third time I'm listening to the music behind it, the musicality of everything. And then I go back to listen to it as a whole, so it gives, I break down each listen so that I can really get the feel for it overall. And something of Feel Me Cry, just an emotion of that song, I'm like, in my feels, I'm like, yo, I'm feeling this song right now. I'm like, I just want you to feel me cry and stuff like that. The whole time, I'm listening to the lyrics, I'm like, roll down on my thighs. I'm like, your tears don't fall down your thighs unless you're sitting and you're crying and rocking yourself while you're crying. And then when Chloe made the mention of what it's about, I'm like, yo, that makes sense now. The song is about a dude making her cry at down from the love below. And she misses, like, she just, you know, 
it it just makes her feel away. And so I go back and I'm like, okay, that's not the song. In a, in another scenario, that would be cool for me. That that it makes you emotional. But the other side, I'm like, okay, yeah, she's talking about something else. Same with Bobby Do. Bobby Do. I'm like, okay, this is a nice summer bop and everything like that. But Bobby Do is an old. I don't want to say toxic, but it's like it, it's a deep song where you just know that it's wrong to get with this person. You know, back with your ex. You know, spin the block and it's, it's wrong. But then you can only. That's the only person you want to be with, but you know you can't trust them, but you still want to be with that person. I was like, damn. But I do definitely mask the that beat mask the real harsh reality of the damn song. And I love shit like that. And then so Feel Me Cry, then make it look easy, which again is that showing that representative self side of yourself each and every day where you just make everything look good, but behind the scenes you go through shit day to day and no one realizes that. And I that's I've been real big on that lately too, because Everyone shows that representative sides of themselves where they show the happy-go-lucky side. They show the side that pieces everyone else. But behind the scenes, I'm going through shit and I can't really express it unless I'm home by myself or talk to people that I know. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to bring those worries and pain to everyone else in the world. I'm going to make this shit like, like it's easy. But behind the scenes, it's really not easy. So I appreciate her for that. And the song that's been really hitting my heart lately heavy is Lose You. Lose You, I love that song. It just... I don't know what it is about Lose You, but Lose You just feels like it's it's the dream. Terry Snatch wrote that one and produced it with Chloe, but I just love it. It just I don't know about it's something about it. I don't wanna lose you, boy, but I've gotta shame myself. Can't count on anybody else. I don't wanna lose you, boy, but if I don't save myself, I'ma just play myself. And if y'all know what I'm talking about, y'all can feel what I'm saying. But I, it's just something about that song that I just really been feeling lately. And then Toja. Now, she previewed this song last year, but then she put Missy on it. And there's certain aspects of the song that, like, it gives very Missy. And there's a song. I know it's another song, and I can't think of the song. But the one that comes to my mind right now is a little bit slightly on the tip of it is kind of um why i still love you from her last ep from missy's last ep but i know it's another song i just can't think of it right now Like it's that one part in particular during the second, the ending of the second verse. It's just like it gets Missy, and then Missy provides like this craziness to it already. The beat change at the end too. I'm like, yo, I can really. There's another video. I could another song. I can see a video too, and not just any director directed this video, and not because this person's worked with Missy countless times, but I can really see this being a Dave Myers directed video. Columbia, Parkwood, Sony, Godmama, with your work in the background. Someone approved the budget for Dave Myers to direct this video. It doesn't even have to be a single. You don't even want to have to release it to radio or nothing. But just for it to be a video, just get people talking, I could really see this being a Dave Myers directed video. And it will be crazy wild. So, fingers crossed, speaking into the atmosphere, 
that that happens. And then it goes into Cheat Back, which with Future. Now I'm not gonna lie to you. I remember she performed the Cheat Back on uh, Jimmy Kimmel before the album dropped. And I was like, okay, nice little acoustic vibes, very nice, and the lyrics are very real. Like you, someone cheats on you, and they got you fucked up. And so the next thing you want to do is be petty, and you want to cheat back. And myself, I've the petty in me would have been on the same page a long, long time ago. However, I've been to Petty Anonymous. I've been sober and clean from pettiness for the past five years, and so yeah. You you sometimes want to get your lick back and future so future future is very hit or miss for me because future is someone who yes he he has crazy musicality can't fault him for that can't knock him for that but he just annoys my spirit sometimes and most times than sometimes and even when he was with Sierra I was like Sierra yeah but body party is cool though but this. I mean, they created a beautiful baby boy out of the situation as well, but it's still like, yeah, future is toxic as fuck. And so, when Cheat Back came out, and I saw him, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm tired of future, but he's been growing on me a little bit. You know, Wait For You, I do like that song. And some other stuff too, but, you know, I, I like older future before he became the toxic mascot. And so, when... Cheat back came out. I said, "But well, damn, I, I could do it without his verse." At first, I was like that, because again, I told you how I listen to songs. I listen to the full song first, then I go back and listen to it for the lyrical breakdown. Then I go back and listen to it for the musicality of it, and then I go back and listen to it as a whole again, just to piece it all back together. As I listen to it a couple more times, I'm like, you know what? Future's verse works because he speaks from that. Again, from the male perspective of, oh, you want to cheat back? So this is how I feel about you wanting to cheat back. And it makes sense. And it, again, watch the video. And the video, too. So I got to talk about Chloe and Hallie for that matter. But Chloe in particular, how she can tuck those, those locks behind the wig and make it look easy. <laughs> no pun intended. But then also how she could add them locks, extensions. Her loctician is a magic worker, is a magician. Shout out to their locticians because their loctician really be on the game, changing the game on just doing everything for them. So I would like to really see a tutorial on how they get the locks done and how they make this magic work. Shout out to Black Girl Magic. And so I love Cheat Back Now and I think it's a great single, but then it's, I feel like it's one of those songs that maybe will get a push at radio and maybe the people start really appreciating it and it might be a sleeper hit where it just takes a little while for the catch on. Because, hell, I still feel that same way about How Does It Feel. I feel like How Does It Feel has that much potential to really be a great single that reaches the masses, that tops the charts and all of this, but it's taking a while for people to catch on. So it might be a sleeper hit and maybe eight months from now people finally catch on. Just like the album in general, I feel like in eight so months people finally catch on to the album and be like, Yo, the album's not bad. Actually, let me go back to the album. Now, I actually feel this album. And so it, it takes people a while for people to warm up. And I, I feel that way strongly about this album. So then, Cheat Back, Heart on My Sleeve, which I love that little interlude. And it just, it just, it's very emotional. And then it goes to In Pieces, which I'll tell you, In Pieces had me in pieces for a moment because I was like, damn, this really hits. And Mickey Echo, who did Round of Stay, wrote this song and produced it and I was like it made sense because that song was emotional as fuck and this song it kind of feels similar but it feels similar in a way where it's like 
that the it tugs at the heartstrings, and so that completed the whole album in pieces. And when I listen to it all as a whole again, every time I've been riding with it, I'm like, you know what? I love the album. And even when it dropped and it sold what ten thousand copies first week, and again people were having these opinions on, oh, who's her audience? Oh, she's making empire music, or she's trying to gravitate towards the shade room listeners and stuff like that. I'm like, do y'all do people actually hear themselves, or they just want to be a pick me so bad to where they just want to be getting the views and clicks and all of that? Because first off, no song on the album embodies. Empire music from the show Empire. Body do, I guess if people say that's kind of like the look at my body, uh, look but don't touch. But that's just one song. And none of the other songs sound like Empire. And I, there's this debate too. I'm sorry, but the Star soundtrack shits on Empire. Empire was it had good music, but Star, the show, and they um, their soundtrack, I'm sorry, it, it outweighs empire that's just my opinion though anyways so there's that and then like the shade room listeners like what what the fuck does a shade room listener has to do with this album like i don't get it and so people are saying they don't know her audience she she doesn't know her audience they're saying beyonce didn't promote but i'm like yo but she was post but parkwood was promoting she signed to parkwood beyonce doesn't always have to put everything like that's beyonce's artist page parkwood is her label her production company, they're putting out all the pieces and promoting Chloe as this should be. And so that's enough right there. And of course, Beyonce had to sign off on the album. So yeah, of course she had her input in it already. And so that that was my thing too, where people were just saying, oh, she doesn't know her audience. You know, she's being too set. She's being too grown. She needs to stick with the Chloe and Halle music. But I'm like, first off, y'all wouldn't even listen to Chloe and Halle until it do it. Y'all didn't even really listen to Ungali Hour, the album. Because you listen to it, you would hear some of these moments from this album, and uh, from Ungali Hour, in this album. Hell, they had a whole song about killing somebody on Tipsy. But, I mean, the, the, I mean, it, it, she she's had songs like this. Now, she may not have been sexual with it in a way where she's sexually liberating herself and not in a bad way but she's just feeling herself as a young woman and again we have so many artists who are white and other nationalities but it's like when a black woman embraces the sexuality and puts it on display it goes back to that old saying from back in the day oh she's being too fast or she's doing this she's doing that but it's like why can't anybody just be their sexual self and just liberate themselves sexually but other people can do it so much but black people, we still got to have that pigeonhole. Oh, you're being too fast. Oh, you're being too grown. Oh, you're being too nasty. It's like she's doing it in a way, again, where it's artistic, where she's not trying to be throw her pussy in your face or nothing like that. No, she's actually just, it's it's a moment. And y'all don't really catch the moment because y'all are so busy on trying to just call her everything out of the book instead of her name, Chloe. And so I love that Chloe has been able to still be doing her thing. And at the same time, as the album dropped, she still had swarm that came out and y'all was giving her hell for the swarm back shots like yo y'all focus on this back shots but y'all not worried about dre looking at you know her man giving you know uh saying back shots like no that's you why you being too invested who's your favorite artist well anyways swarm was my shit that was a good show and I, i'm still trying to figure out if did did dre kill sam 
because she was feeling her a certain way that she didn't want to go to the concert. But that's up to the imagination because at the end, Sam did betray um, Naja. You know, when Dre pictured Sam as Naja or Naja as Sam. So maybe a circle back around. Maybe she did come, but I don't know about that yet. But um, but she did a damn thing on Swarm and then praised this, which a, a few cute, funny movie. Will Packer is on um Peabody. I said Peabody on Peacock, and the songs that they remixed to the reimagine all the secular songs. I loved it. It was cute. It reminded me of Fighting Temptation, like a new version of it though, because again, it's like the prayer comp- the choir competition type of sh- movie and everything. And Chloe played younger Beyonce in the Fighting Temptation movie many, many, 20 years ago. And so, again, you put it all together and it's like, yo, the, com- the comedy and everything, especially that last thing between her and Corinne Hawthorne and the money out the gun and the, yeah, yeah, that that was funny. Like, it has some very comedic moments in there. And so, I love that movie. And the, the secular songs, they remixed into gospel songs, too was top tier because <laughs> that's my type of energy right there <laughs> but and then the in pieces tour started and i love this for chloe because again she was down on her down on herself about the numbers so then she started doing the tour and tour's been selling out people in the crowd singing the songs back at her and that just reignited her energy like Yo, fuck the numbers and fuck the bullshit and fuck the comments and fuck the conversations. Y'all out here singing my songs back, that means more than just numbers because that means it actually touched people who actually are listening to this music, who are actually feeling this music. And so I was so happy for her to have that moment on tour with that realization that there are a lot of people out here for her. Numbers don't mean anything. Well, in some instances, but in this case, it's like, yo, as long as you have the, your audience that they claim you don't have and everyone knows your songs and you're selling out these theaters, yo, that's all that matters. So seeing the In Pieces tour, now I, have, I wanted to go to a show, but the show in Philly was during the weekday and I think the show in D.C. was the same thing. But what was she in D.C.? I forgot. She might have been in D.C. or somewhere close by. However... If the word around the block is correct that she is going to be on the summer renaissance tour um, with Beyonce, I'll see her in August in, in uh, D.C. I, I'll, I'll take that. You know, she decided to do the renaissance world tour and open in the summer because she's been teasing it. And in a way where she could she could completely say, no, I'm not going on tour with Beyonce. But she's been saying, I don't know. She's been real giggly about it. I'm the same way because I can't lie. So I, if you try to ask me something, I try to be surprised about it. I can put on a poker face but for so long, but after a while, I'm going to crack. And I'm going to be laughing and giggling and shit because I'm just a happy-go-lucky person. I can't really lie for nothing. And so that's I feel like she's doing that. And then there's also talk with Megan Thee Stallion going on the tour too. So it's like, okay, what's going to happen? But if I miss Chloe this time around on her solo tour, I get to see her, fingers crossed, on Beyonce's Renaissance World Tour this summer in D.C. But it circles back around to all this love that Chloe is getting. Even this interview, she's still promoting the album. Each tour stop she's going to, she's still doing the interviews and stuff like that. She still has uh, festival dates this summer. She still has more movies and stuff that she's shooting and everything. It's not over. Like she said, it's not a race. It's, no, it's not... It's like it's a marathon like you gotta you gotta keep going like 
first week sales don't just mean anything. Hell, Mariah Carey, her first de debut album, they be like one something on the charts. And then it didn't go to number one until like a year later. So, you know, it, everything is, it, it's, it's, it's a slow and steady race, but it's about how far you will take it though. Whitney said the same thing many years ago about the album, about um, the Just Whitney album that came out. She said, you know, there's more to the album. It's not just what these first three sales that you see. No, our goal is to lengthen this album. Our goal is to lengthen this era and to show that we're going to get some numbers down the road. But this is just the beginning. As long as they keep pushing and keep pushing, you know, it's still support from the labels, still support from the fans, still support from the artists to still be able to have that energy to promote. That's all it, that matters for real. So I'm happy at the rate that Chloe is going because she is going on that, you know, that whole situation where she's in the mindset. This is just the beginning. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep fighting. And so I love that for her, and I love that for this album in pieces, and that it's a really great album, and that y'all just need to. It's only up from here. And so I just, I, I you know, it's it, it sometimes fuck what people say because they don't know much. To be honest, they just, again, they want to be pick me. They just want to be fans of mediocre artists. But I really feel like Chloe has a winner with her debut album. We're still going to get Chloe and Halle music soon. Chloe's still going to do her own music. Halle's still going to have her own solo release. Halle still has the Mermaid, Little Mermaid coming out next month and The Color Purple later this year. But Chloe, is this not the end of night? Just this, this even this isn't even a setback. This is just the start of a come up for her, and so I'm happy for Chloe in this album. And again, let's fuck what people have to say who don't really know how albums operate or how music operates, how audience and how it drops release and everything. I, but Body Do needs to be a single, and Rape needs to be a single. Those two, I'm just saying. And Tojin needs to have a video directed by Dave Myers. Those are my three takeaways from. This that I hope y'all listen to um, Parkwood, Columbia, Sony, and Godmama, <laughs> and Chloe as well. But I do thank you all for tuning into this episode of FNL Radio and support Chloe. Listen to her album, listen to it in full, listen to it at nighttime when you have nothing to do and no distractions, and just listen to it. And you'll actually be able to feel. And that's the thing, too, a lot of people listen to music in distraction, they don't just listen to music like me. I'll put my AirPods in and I'll be in the zone and just listen straight all the way through. Listen to an album all the way through and you'll catch a different vibe for it. That's why a lot of albums get so overlooked and not recognized until years later because people didn't really have time to just really sit there and just listen to the albums and be like, no, it actually hits me more than I actually thought it did before. And so it's a grower for people and I want this to grow in people. So listen to her album, listen to the songs on all the streaming digital platform services. And this is the FNL Radio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and um, Our Heart, Amazon, Pandora, wherever this is to your podcast. This is the FNL Radio and the Doc Report Podcast. It's your boy Doc, and I thank you all for tuning in. Y'all be blessed. Don't bust people over the heads with bottles, and use your motherfucking words, everybody. Peace, and y'all have a good one.